Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner who will show you alternative paths towards health with a holistic approach. Call in with your questions or comments at 888-235-7374. And now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Okay, hello, hello, hello. Tonight is a an open forum night. Uh, this is a, uh, about the third time we've done this. Uh, so good evening to those of you listening to our live broadcast. Tonight, June 23rd, 2016. And hello to those of you listening to an Internet archive within a few minutes of the show close or rebroadcast some other time. Great you're listening. We are live most Tuesdays with rebroadcasts Wednesdays and Thursdays. But um, this week, Thursday, we're having the open forum. Now, if you want to call in and share your your experiences and your questions, um, call 617-789-6835. Again, that's 617-789-6835. Now, what our topic focus is, or what we're going to try to stick to, has to do with, with how have you uh, handled people's bad behavior. Uh, and this can be in the workplace, off the workplace, in your home, uh, at an informal, ga- informal gathering, uh, whatever. You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard on Blog Talk Radio. Now, realize rebroadcast can be from any program since 2006, which were not all done here on Blog Talk Radio. I started uh, at WWDB in Pennsylvania, which was uh, what we call a a brick-and-mortar radio program. And um, there's several. I was with Achieve Radio. I was with uh, the Seventh Wave Network. And there were interesting programs at all these different locations that I, from time to time, like to share. And so that's why you may hear in the audio... mm, Welcome to WWDB or Chief Radio or something of that nature. But rest assured, it's all coming through Blog Talk Radio. Now, to call into the program, call 619-789-6835. That's 619-789-6835. Now, because of the technical difficulties, I, um, I may limit the sources through which you can connect with me, but I'm going to try to do the chat room. Um, I have the chat room set up, which you can access through the Blog Talk Radio website. I have my email, so you can send emails to me at wellnessradio at amtherapies.com. That's A Apple M Mary T H E R A P I E S dot com. Wellness Radio at amtherapies.com. And that's if you have a question or want to share something without calling in. 
Now, to find the program without subscribing to my e-card, you have to enter my name or the name of the program in the Blog Talk Radio search box. Please, any problems with the Internet links, give me a call uh, after the program at 866-472-6094. Now, generally on the program, we discuss alternative medicine therapies, related products and issues, and we do it with the experts. And, of course, you're only to try the therapies and suggestions shared here after consulting with your physician. Tonight, since it's an open forum, you can call in at any time. We don't have a specific guest, uh, so there's no reason to be concerned with that. Now, you can remember to purchase um, an autographed copy of the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, on my website. Visit www.amtherapies.com or you can go to my other website, which has to do specifically with the radio program, which is wellnessholenessandwisdom.com. And um, on the amtherapies.com website, you can purchase the book as a wonderful resource, resource for or a resource gift to yourself and or a friend. You can also follow me on Twitter, which is Alternative Medi. And if you want to tweet me, uh, something during the program. I also have that window open, so I'm hoping that I'll be able to navigate uh, navigate effectively <laughs> through all these different windows and get your tweets, your emails, and your phone calls. Today, as I said earlier, we're focusing on people with bad behavior. Um, how we how we well the different kinds of behavior behaviors we have experienced, what were some of the things we did, how we felt about it, um, and uh, whether it was resolved, uh, what kinds of outcomes occurred, and just the general philosophy behind um, bad behavior and dealing with it. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative Medicine Therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi life therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations, has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. Okay. You are listening to Wellness, Wellness, and Wisdom. With me, psychologist and uh, certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard. This program is sponsored primarily by Alternative Medicine Therapies, uh, which provides uh, face-to-face and remote secure video conference appointments, focusing now more on the remote secure video conference appointments. And for those, you can call 866-472-6094. Uh, to call in during tonight's program and sh- to share your experiences and questions, call 619-789-6835. We are back with our open forum uh, dealing with people and their bad behavior. Okay. Now, 
Some of the examples of someone's bad behavior uh, would include someone at work, for example, who is very rude, disrespectful, exhibiting bullying behavior, intimidating, and um, someone who is on your level in the organization, not your boss or supervisor. And then uh, another situation would involve a boss or supervisor who is rude, disrespectful, bullying, intimidating. And then another uh, example or experience category might be someone you with with someone you are related to, a parent, sibling, cousin, aunt, uncle, grandparent, niece, nephew, grandchild, spouse. Now, I I want to start off um, by saying that nothing warrants getting in someone's face unless it's a matter of life and death or self-defense. Nothing warrants pointing a stern finger repeatedly uh, in an adult's face unless it is a matter of life or death or self-defense. Nothing warrants grabbing, pushing, hitting, shoving, of another adult unless it is a matter of life or death or self-defense. Now, granted, I went to a Quaker boarding school, so that may have something to do with my attitude, but even growing up, I had that before I went. And my parents were not violent people. They did not, they were not beating us and all of that kind of thing. So I'm certain that has a lot to do with my feelings about uh, it, trying to intimidate people, getting into someone's face. Now, what you do at a distance, you know, things you say at a distance, that's something altogether different. I'm talking about invading somebody's space and after doing so, proceeding to, you know, be very aggressive verbally, physical just, you know, gestures, and then going uh, to the next level of pushing, shoving. So the degrees of behaving badly can go from verbal rudeness to physical assault, which can simply be or include hitting, pushing, grabbing, to punching, etc., and escalating accordingly. And again, trying not to speak very clinically. I'm trying to speak more as the average person. And I do believe the average person often wonders what possesses someone to believe that they have the right to get into someone's face and, and just, you know, just to get their way about something or because someone questions something that they say or something that they did um, that it had an impact on the, the other person. Granted, this is not a situation where, for example, the person that's being the bully or the person presenting the negative behavior is doing so because with regards to something that didn't have an impact on the person that they're intimidating. By that, I mean, for example, say the bully wants the victim to do thus and such or use thus and such. And the victim has a question about that because maybe they don't think it's safe, safe to use whatever that is, or they don't think it's healthy for them to do whatever it is they're being asked to do, or you know, whatever the reason. And the person, the bully, wants them to do it anyway. These are unfair situations. We're not talking about someone asking to sit in your seat or to sit at your table or you know, something innocuous like that. We're talking about a situation where the person or the victim felt uncomfortable doing whatever it was the, the bully wanted them to do and has that right. Luckily, in America, we have the kind of country where 
nobody can just tell you what to do. You know, an average person cannot just tell you what to do because it's what they want you to do, especially if they're not your employer and it's not a part of your job. They certainly shouldn't be able to, but especially if it's not even in the workplace. Say it's an informal gathering where you know people are doing things that don't involve their jobs, they're volunteering or whatever it is. What makes somebody presume that they have the right to try to intimidate and bully someone into doing something that they're not comfortable doing. And especially if the person is just asking the question, oh, well, could we could try something else? Could we do something else? Or is, some, is there another option? And the person, the victim, is not jumping up and down and yelling and screaming and in that person's, the, the bully's face. This is the, the kind of scenario I'm talking about. The bully is not acting like a bully because they are being threatened. They're acting like a bully because they can act. They, you know, they can just because they can. So, Again, we talked about the degrees of the behavior. We talked about the people that can be involved in exhibiting the behavior. Some people come back after the fact. If you talk to them or come in contact, they will give you a litany of excuses. I've been up all night. (laughs) I've been up all night dealing with this and such in preparation. So forth and so on. No, that does not give you license to be a bully. That does not give you license to try to intimidate or bully somebody, you know, just because you stayed up all night dealing with whatever it was you were dealing with. Having a quote-unquote bad day, (laughs) quote-unquote being tired, quote-unquote being overworked, uh, quote-unquote being in a bad mood. None of that, none of those are a legitimate excuse for bad behavior or mistreating other people especially people who have not done anything to you. None of that is an excuse. Get more sleep. Do less. (laughs) You know, (laughs) find some way to handle your temper. Meditation. There are, uh, what do you call it? There are herbal supplements you can take that are recommended by manufacturers of these types of products that have been used in Chinese medicine, ancient Chinese medicine, or ancient East Indian medicine, or or ancient Native American medicine that address calming one's spirit, making one a better person, making one a nicer person or more considerate person, especially when there's no reason to be otherwise. Oftentimes also when even if it was a matter of life and death, getting in someone's face in an aggressive way and in a threatening way, that way may be counterproductive to the outcome that you would desire as well. And most of the time when somebody's doing something harmful to someone else, the more angry you are, the more animated you are, the more it agitates the person who's out of control. So even if it was a matter of life and death, you may want to approach the situation a little bit differently, not give the same behavior that the person uh, causing the problem is giving. Some people talk about, well, what are the consequences for bad behavior? Well, there there are a lot of possible consequences. There's something called karma. Usually karma takes a little too long for most victims. But it's an option. It's always a consequence because the universe has some sense of balance in that regard. And it can be an immediate balancing or it can take years for balancing. Divine retribution is similar in the sense that there's no immediate 
necessarily immediate retribution that occurs. These kinds of things enable bullies or misbehaving individuals to feel comfortable doing what they do because they figure they're not going to pay for it right away. Yeah, so that helps them or inspires them to feel like they can get away with whatever they're doing. I think bullies, uh, intimidators, count on people not doing anything, not saying anything, turning the other cheek, taking the high road. You know, they count on that. But even if you do that, there are things you can do in the meantime or after the fact, you know, after taking the higher ground or higher road. And I think that you should do this, do them, do these things or do something if you care about other people and don't want others to be subject to the same bad behavior. If we're only thinking about ourselves, we'll say, okay, I'll take the high road, I'll never interact with that person again, or I'll give that person a wide berth, or, uh, you know, whatever. But you're not thinking about other people when you do that. Because every time that bully or intimidator gets away with bullying or intimidating, it inspires and fortifies them for the next person they're going to bully or intimidate. It's like practice. You, you, there are things that you can do. You can tell somebody. Certain agencies or most agencies have some vehicle through which people can complain or share a bad experience or something of that nature and anonymously do so. Oftentimes these agencies, you know, they collect them because obviously usually people who are bullies and intimidators, they don't only do this once in their life. (laughs) You know, they have a pattern. They have a habit of doing these kinds of things. And the employers know about the people and they like to collect the data and wait a certain amount of time, and then the individual have a meeting with the person, talk to them. There seems to be a pattern of behavior here. What do you think we can do about it? And depending on the reaction, there can be a very positive outcome. If the person acknowledges that they have a problem and they want to work on the problem, there can be some positive resolution to the situation. Most of the time, or a lot of the time, people don't care to become better people. They just want to throw their weight around and treat people any kind of way, and they feel that their value to the organization or agency or situation is such people are going to accept it. But what they don't realize is a lot of the frustration that they may have in the situation or in the environment or in the, within the project or whatever it is that is um, the person's involved in, a lot of that frustration or a lot of dif- the difficulty is a result of their behavior. They may find it difficult to get people to work with them on a committee, for example, and they're wondering why they can never get anybody to work with them on a committee, for example. Well, it's because they can't stand working with you. (laughs) They can't stand the way you treat them, whatever it is. So you start finding it's more and more difficult to get people to support you in the things that you're trying to do. Or if they do support you, they support you in a, how can I put it, in a minimal way. If they're contributing to the success of your committee or whatever activity or event or whatever project you're involved with, they're not going to send their best and brightest. Quite the contrary. They'll say, send what's expendable or what they can afford to have, you know, miss. So it undermines your success ultimately when you mistreat people, when you don't treat people with respect or when you get the reputation of being someone that is not nice to people or is not a compassionate in how they, you know, com- compassionate. Okay. 
it would be nice if social media could be used, but there are so many abusers of social media that it it often makes the situation worse. So I wouldn't even go there, actually. Now, we would like to think we could talk to the individual, and again, it could be more than one person, but I'm just using a singular situation. We would like to think we could talk to the individual, but if they are so inept at controlling their temper that the incidents happen at all, what's to say they will be any better at having a calm conversation outside of the situation about the incident or about the relationship or about the circumstance and come to a peaceful resolution. Oftentimes, people who are get out of control like that, when they're in a conversation, they get out of control again, <laughs> especially if the feelings that they were having before that inspired the behavior sort of creep in and you know bubble over again. Then you have the issue where these individuals exhibit these kinds of behaviors to various and sundry people and don't allow you or the victim to remove themselves from the situation. You know, as a psychologist, we're often trained or one of the options or one of the suggestions or one of the the tools that one can use to de-escalate a situation is to remove oneself from that situation. Well, there's some bullies and intimidators and so forth who won't allow that removal. They physically inhibit the removal, whereby in order to remove yourself from the situation, you have to become just as stupid, just as inept, just as out of control as they are. And depending on the situation and when and where it occurs, it just really makes the situation even worse. So you have that aspect of things where the person will not allow you the human right of removing yourself from the situation so that, you know, calmer heads can prevail. And then the, the, the almost laughable, laughable when you're not in experiencing it thing that can occur is that the person will go away, calm down, return and demand that you accept their apology. Now, it sort of taints an apology if you come back, get in the person's face again, and demand that they accept your apology. And what makes it even worse is usually there is no apology. It's the person saying, accept my apology. And they haven't said, I am sorry for getting in your face, or I am sorry for getting upset like that, and it won't happen again, or I'm sorry for touching you. I'm sorry for putting my hands on you. You know, that is never or rarely said. Now, if and and if all of that happens and it's the same person, then that gives you sort of a very good pattern and overview of what you could possibly expect if, in fact, you did try to talk about it with the person. This might also be the kind of person who, instead of acknowledging their behavior was not warranted, no matter what they're going to say, well, the victim, you know, did this, the victim did that, the victim did this. And again, like I said at the very beginning, nothing warrants, again, unless it's a matter of life and death for the bully or uh, self-defense for the bully, there's nothing that warrants an individual getting into someone's face in an intimidating fashion. Certainly nothing justifies they're putting their hands on you and Certainly nothing justifies that same bully demanding the acceptance of their apology. The victim never really has to accept their apology. I mean, in reality, the victim does not have to accept an apology. The victim does not have to accept an apology. That's why you ask. And the victim has the right to say, no, I do not accept your apology. 
But if you haven't even given one, what are you demanding they accept? <laughs> it's like, you know, uh, I'm, aren't you going to accept my apology? Well, you haven't said I'm sorry, <laughs> you know? Now, granted, there are people who they get upset about something and they do go away, think about it, come back, and they do say, I am so sorry that I got angry with you and that I got in your face like that. They're very apologetic. They say, and I will not do it again. Now, that's somebody who has been brought up a certain way where they acknowledge that first they have to come back and say they're sorry, and then they have to say it won't happen again, or that they're at least going to try their best not to have it happen again, and that they hope the person will accept their apology and forgive them and go on about their business. You don't sit there and demand that the person right then and there after you smack them in the face turn around and say, oh, yeah, I forgive you, because that's not real. That's not kind. That's not compassionate. But it does happen. There are people who behave in that manner. So think about that. Maybe you have some experiences to share, questions to ask, some, what do you call it, things that you've tried that help resolve situations or experiences that were never resolved. And you can call in and share those with us. The number to call in is 619-789-6835. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative Medicine Therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations, has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. Okay, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard, here on Blog Talk Radio. Just to give a little advice to the bully or the intimidator, you have to learn to deal with your anger and upsetment and frustration a little better because eventually it's going to catch up to you. One day you're going to go off at the wrong person. One day you're going to get in the wrong person's face at the wrong time who may be just as frustrated and angry as you are. And it's not going to be a pleasant experience. And I don't wish that on anybody. I don't want anybody to have any kind of negative confrontational experience ever in their, ever in their lives. I've only had one, and I don't ever care to have it again. I'm not going to have it again. But it behooves the bully to get a grip on their behavior. Find ways of making sure they get enough sleep. Find ways of making sure they get the proper nutrition that they need to be healthy and vibrant and productive and kind. Get help. If you need to talk to a psychologist or a therapist of some sort, get into some anger management program or something, do so. It's only going to make you better, make your life better, and help with whatever the things are that you want to do in life because there will be more people willing to work with you and support you. 
people who sincerely want to work with and support you. Most of the people you're going to be around are people who feel like in order to be a part of whatever it is they're doing with you, they need to tolerate your bad behavior. And those are not real friends. Those are not true supporters. They are enablers. And when you look back over your life and you're thinking about, gee, you don't have any friends or, gee, you don't really have any strong relationships, you know, with a a significant other, for example, or, you know, you're kind of lonely. You devote all your time to your work and projects and what have you. If you look back and you see that that's the situation, that might inspire you to try to get some help. The world can be a wonderful, beautiful place if you make an effort to be wonderful and beautiful. I know it's a worn out phrase, but do unto others as you would have them do unto you. We expect that and we deserve that as human beings on this earth. No one has the right to get into another person's personal space, especially if it's obvious the person doesn't want them in their personal space. Hopefully this has inspired somebody to get help who needs help and inspired somebody to tell somebody about somebody who needs help. Now on uh, Psychology Today, their website, they posted something about how to successfully handle aggressive and controlling people. They said how to successfully deal with aggressive, intimidating, and controlling people. Now they gave a quote. Some people try to be tall by cutting off the heads of others. And this is a quote from Paramhansa Yogananda. And they say that most of us encounter our aggressive, intimidating, or controlling personalities at some points in our lives. They go on that these individuals may exist in our personal sphere or professional environment. On the surface, they may come across as domineering, confrontational, demanding, hostile, or even abusive. However, with astute approach and intelligent communication, you may turn aggression into cooperation and condescension into respect. And they offer seven keys to dealing with aggressive individuals. They talk about keep your cool and maintain composure. And again, you may do that and the person may still be so riled up that they keep themselves riled up and even accelerate their own riled upness. But I contend that you should try your best to keep your cool and maintain composure. I guess it's difficult when the person who's doing it is someone up until that point you thought might have been not a friend, you know, for real, for real, but at least a positive associate, a likable associate. And then all of a sudden you've known them for years, interacted with them in many different circumstances and never had the issue. And then all of a sudden you see them exhibit this behavior or a series of behaviors in one particular day where it's like they're harassing you, following you from one location to another, putting you in a negative situation and then getting very demanding about something else not related to the same specific incident or previous couple of incidents, but something altogether different, but it's the same person giving you a hard time and not giving it to anybody else. And this is when we start to think, well, maybe, I mean, for example, if it's a man, you might think it's a a gender issue, especially if they don't treat other men in the workplace or in the project area or in the volunteer situation the same way. Or you may think it has to do with an ethnic problem, an ethnic prejudice or some sort of racism. We often speak about racism when it's a situation involving power where the person has some kind of power when it comes to hiring and firing and things of that nature but or big situations and then smaller situations that's prejudice but that oftentimes is the case people are so upset that an individual of a given ethnic group is in their presence 
or has a positive way of dealing with people or is successful or is a good person or kind person or, you know, whatever it is, there are jealousies and things that can arise. And the victim doesn't know what the bully's problem is. They don't know what's going on. Yet they find themselves the victim of that individual's anger or upsetment or jealousy. And um, that can often be part of it. But anyway, try as you may to keep your cool and maintain composure. Then two, they say keep your distance and keep your options open. Again, a lot of times when you try to remove yourself from the situation, the bully is so intent on making sure you are the subject or victim of their bullying that they inhibit your removal of yourself (laughs) from the situation without you looking and acting as out of control and ridiculous as they do. But anyway, they suggest you keep your distance and keep your options open and depersonalize and shift from reactive to proactive. Quote, they say, don't take anything personal. Personally. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Okay, so you may not suffer. You may still have your happy-go-lucky attitude and lifestyle and go on your merry way. But in the moment, there is some kind of, I, I don't think I would call it suffering, but there's a negative experience that's not necessary. But again, try to depersonalize and shift from reactive to proactive. Again, if there's a series of events events that have happened that day that have all been directed to you, it's hard to not personalize it, especially if you don't see that person doing anything to anybody else. But try, try to do that. Here's a quote, quote, my friend is so aggressive. It must not be easy to come from an environment where everyone was forced to compete, dot, dot, dot. So they're coming up with scenarios and things of that nature. But again, I don't think we need to spend all of our time justifying a bully's behavior or excusing a bully's behavior. I know that's what people like to do for some people. It depends on the people that are the bullies. If the person who's a bully is someone people want to respect, want to have involved in doing whatever, they're going to try to understand and say, oh, yeah, that person was not having a good day. If it's somebody they don't respect, don't care to respect, don't care to have around the person, the worst kind of creature that ever walked the earth. So be aware of that. Then it says, know your fundamental human rights. Yes, if someone puts their hands on you, you can call the police or you can have them arrested for assault. You do have the human right. You have the right as an American citizen not to be harmed by someone else to be harassed by someone else and you can ask someone to leave you alone Now, if they have a psychosocial component to their existence, for example, if they have a psychological diagnosis and you know about it, then you know not to expect certain kinds of behaviors when they are having an episode. But if they are not someone with a psychological diagnosis and they're just being mean-bearded people, then, yeah, you should be able to exercise your fundamental human rights and your rights as an American citizen. They suggest you put the spotlight on them and reclaim your power. They say a common pattern with aggressive, intimidating, and controlling people is that they like to place attention on you to make you feel uncomfortable or inadequate. Typically, they're quick to point out there's something not right with you or the way you do things. The focus is consistently on what's wrong instead of how to solve the problem. And they go on to say, number six, in relatively mild situations, display superior composure through appropriate humor. And again, they're talking about a relatively mild situation because sometimes If somebody is really out of control and you try to use humor, it it doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't go over very well. And number seven, they have in serious situations.
situations set consequences to compel cooperation. They said when an aggressive, intimidating, or controlling individual insists on violating your boundaries and won't take no for an answer, deploy consequence. Quote, and they go on to say, the ability to identify and assert consequences is one of the most important skills you can use to stand down a difficult person. Effectively articulated consequences gives pause to the offending individual and compels him or her to shift from violation to respect. But again, that's only if the person is in a state of mind to care. <laughs> to care about those consequences. Because there's some people who, when they get that upset and rile themselves up to that point, they don't care about the consequences. And then they conclude by saying, to know how to handle aggressive, intimidating, and controlling people is to truly master the art of communication. As you utilize these skills, you may experience less grief, greater confidence, better relationships, and higher communication prowess. You are on your way to leadership success. And again, they're really talking about situations where it's important that you communicate with the individual, the workplace, if you want to stay married to somebody or if it's a relative, you know, somebody you want to deal with. But if there are people that you do not have to deal with, let it go. You don't have to interact with them. Remove yourself from the experience that involves them or remove yourself from the aspect of a greater experience that involves them and be happy. Maintain your happy, positive attitude about life and living in spite of it all. <laughs> in spite of the bully intimidator because again they have they have a, a problem that they need to deal with or rectify okay well thank you very much for tonight this has been hopefully something positive for people to think about and incorporate in their lives remember you do not have to tolerate anybody's bad behavior they do not have to get a pass because they do other good great things for the community for the world no if they exhibit bad behavior they need to be accountable for for it, apologize for it, and endeavor to become better people and continue to do all the wonderful things that they do. But when they exhibit bad behavior, it taints the quality of the good things that they do. And they should not be given an immediate pass because you don't want to be involved in the bigger picture. Because there are always other people to do things. And you want it to be a positive experience for everybody. Well, we want it to be things to be positive experiences for other people, for everybody involved. Okay, I'm going to talk about a therapeutic yoga sauna. Now I'm going to use the same herbal music. Okay, this has to do with a pose called Bujapidasana, which is also referred to as the knee shoulder pose. The main steps incorporate standing in Tadasana with feet one foot apart. Now you keep a blanket just behind the feet to avoid hurting the hips in case balance is lost. You bend the trunk forward you bend the knees and place hands on the floor between the legs as far back as possible. Now you bring the palms forward on outer sides of the feet and rest the thighs on the upper arm as high as possible. You exhale and raise the feet off the floor one at a time and cross them over each other at the ankle. Straighten the arms and balance. Maintain the pose and breathe normally. Exhale and return to the original pose by retracing the steps in a reverse order. Repeat the asana with the opposite foot on top. Now the benefits, and again this is according to the book called Therapeutic Yoga, an easy to follow color illustrations based on the teaching of Yogacara, BKS Iyengar, and it's by Dr. J.T. 
Shah. And he states that the benefits of this particular posture is that it strengthens muscles and joints of the upper and lower extremities. It improves balance, concentration, and willpower, strengthens inner ears and eyes, tones and strengthens abdominal organs and muscles, tones adrenal glands, reduces obesity of arms and thighs. Indications, he says, are weakness of the upper and lower extremities, stiffness of extremity joints, lack of concentration and diffidence, weak abdominal muscles, gastrointestinal disorders of the stomach, intestines, liver, and spleen, diabetes, obesity of arms and thighs. Okay, and again, that's the Bujapid Dasana, knee shoulder pose. Okay, now the actual pose for today's program is the seer is comes out of the seer sasana cycle which is a wonderful cycle to do and there's several postures that you do within the cycle now the first one is the urdhva padmasana in seer sasana and i guess it's a four-star posture and again this is from the iyengar book and that iyengar book i don't even know if you can still get it it's yoga the iyengar way the new definitive illustrated guide and it's a silva mira and Shyam Metta and the foreword is by BKS Iyengar. Okay, now uh, you start out, you're in Sirsasana, which is basically a headstand for those of you who may not remember. Okay, so you're in Sirsasana, you exhale, bend the right leg vigorously and place the foot into the left side of the groin. You end up in, in the headstand crossing your legs more or less just to give you a visual Two, bend the hips forward take the left foot into the right side of the groin stretch the thighs up tuck in the coccyx and sacrum press the knees back stay breathing evenly for 10 to 15 seconds inhale and release the legs repeat from right to left with the left leg bent first continue the cycle or exhale and come down and of course your knees are facing the ceiling and you want to work in the posture learn to balance lift the shoulders Stretch the abdomen, the hips, and the lumbar. Tuck the buttock muscles into the pelvis. Draw the knees closer together. Of course, want to keep the head and trunk centered. Okay, you have been listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izard. Now, go to the website, www.amtherapies.com, to see who next week's guests will be. If you want, you can contact me through the wellness radio at amtherapies.com email account. And there's a link I can send you where you can sign up for our e-card, and you'll always know who the guests are going to be each week. And you won't have to go to the website to find out. (laughs) But anyway, to see who our guests will be next week, 28th, 29th, and 30th, go to the website, www.amtherapies.com. Click on the radio link. Or go to wellnesswholenessandwisdomradio.com, which is dedicated to the radio program, to see who upcoming guests are. And... um, Remember, the show is archived immediately following the program, and there's a link for advertising on the program on my AM Therapies website. You can email inquiries, resumes, and or recordings to consult at amtherapies.com if you're interested in doing an internship with the radio program or something of that nature. And Alternative Medicine Therapies offers the public remote iridology and kinesiology assessments, consultations in nutrition, meditation, 
acupressure, psychosocial consultations. You can schedule your appointments with me online and access my online secure video conference office at the same website, www.amtherapies.com, as well as wellnessholenessandwisdomradio.com. You can access my blog at the amtherapies.com website. You can purchase my autographed copy of the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. You can subscribe to the newsletter, as I mentioned. You can even hear past archived programs, see the upcoming list. Oh, and don't forget to visit Nemecolin Woodland Resort. It is a truly beautiful all-year-round resort to go to. And tell them Parthenia sent you. Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. Be well. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can seem intense. Like breakup R&B intense. I thought you said you love a sweater that I got you. If you didn't, you could have told me. Geico makes it easy. Just go to Geico.com anytime to update or check your policy without all the extra drama. I even had a gift for 